welcome to another enchanted episode of Security Views Radio, the only cybersecurity podcast that has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I am one of your hosts, Adam Slater, and with me as always is John. John, how are you doing? We can't get Slash to like do our a guitar intro that now that we're all in the Hall of Fame together. <laughs> I called him up. He's he's busy. Um, he's busy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've actually seen Slash a lot lately because there's not a lot on TV these days. And, and so my wife recorded like the 100 greatest Comedy Central roasts of all time. And Slash is in several of the episodes. So Really? Not saying anything, just like playing the guitar as he brings people out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know if he was a if he was a top tier roaster or not. I, I I've never heard him speak. I don't. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know he was a funny guy. <laughs> does he have a Does he have a voice? I don't know. <laughs> I did. Oh, see, I, I did see Blake Griffin doing a roast the other day, and he he really should focus on his time in the paint, um, and not in front of a microphone. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it not good? It was not. He's too stiff. Um, I, I don't know. Is, did he date somebody famous? Um, I'm not sure why he's like a celebrity the way he is because he's really he's kind of past his prime, but um, in basketball. So anyway, I, I was surprised that he was on a roast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ro- people. Roasting is is such a um, it's such a tight rope to walk because like. It's it's mean. It's supposed to be mean, but it's not supposed to be spiteful. And I think that like I think it's very easy to fall over into spiteful and just yeah, as opposed to just picking on somebody. It's it's interesting to watch the the show because sometimes you hear the you know the roaster just just hitting on the on the target like <laughs> in like an awkward way. But through jokes or at other people's expenses, anyway, I, I I think roasting is an interesting form of comedy. Uh, Felton, what Felton, what's your opinion on, on roasting? You like to roast? Uh, I I love to roast. Yes. Um, it, it definitely you you have to to have a good spirit and, and you know you know what a roast is, so you can't go in and taking anything personal. Um, but some of the things they say, man, I'm like, woof, that's tough. That's rough, but you you signed up for that, so you should be fine. I don't think anyone's like waiting outside, you know, by someone's car after the roast is over. (laughs) (laughs) Several of them on this show about uh, roasting uh, Hasselhoff, and uh, every joke is just about his drinking as he's holding a drink at the roast. So, (laughs) but he would not put the drink down, like no. Yeah, I drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from? Me? Oh, and then you, yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't Michael Scott it and get super, uh, super offended at the end of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that cut deep. That cut. That cut. <laughs> hey, my family's here. My wife is in the audience. <laughs> Roasting, also called family therapy. <laughs> So just uh, um, before we dive in, I just wanted to um, quick update from that Facebook uh, breach we were talking about uh, last week. Uh, they came out and publicly said that they're just not going to tell people if their account was compromised. So, well, you know, the reasoning behind that. 
Um, I think it's because um, I think it's because they're scumbags. Like I, I literally couldn't I couldn't find any like actual reason for why they weren't going to do it. It was just it was just we're just not going to do it. Um, which is, you know, because they were allowed to sell the data because of the terms of service, right? I I I, I think that was the the closest they got to. Uh, but I mean, the the thing is though is that you still have to, uh, according to the EU, like you still have to um, you still have to let people know. Um, so I, I don't know how they're going to get around that, but. So yeah. I was listening to a podcast this week that was going into gray ball. Are you familiar with gray ball? Um, no, it's the, it, it's the Uber technology that was used to track like reporters and people reporting bad on them or where cop locations are and stuff like that in cities. Okay. To try to avoid fines and stuff like that. And um, when it came out that Uber was doing this, they were basically like, hey, it's in our terms of service. And this person violated our terms of service. So that's why we we used that software to prevent them from getting rides. And they were basically like, hey, it's, just, it's in the terms of service. Like, you can't do this. And I think of so many of these companies in Silicon Valley is – they must just have, you know, law firms dedicated to writing terms of service things and how to screw people because it's it's all in there that nobody reads. Or if you did, most most normal people cannot even understand. Right. I saw an episode of Parks and Rec one time. You guys ever mm-hmm. watch that show? I caught an episode here or there. No, never. Well, towards the end, there's some big tech company that wants to build a huge campus there and provide free Internet to everybody. And the city was fighting it for whatever reason. Um, And they end up finding something. They're like, if you look at the contract, the city signs, it references the second addendum, which on page on page 64, paragraph 18 references another addendum that references this article. There is like six, 16 different articles to say that says they can track you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they were like we're, we're going to win because it's in our terms of service and you agreed to it and and I just at what point are we going to get a judge to say yeah no you never you you can't you can't write it like this like we can, why do we have requirements for food labels that tell us how much added sugar is in in something but <laughs> but there's not a there's not like a nutrition label for a website that basically says you know traction yes right. it has to be posted on every website you know. Right. And, and it's sort of like, you know, just because, yes, just because something's in a contract that you you sign doesn't mean it do, doesn't mean it should be legal like that doesn't or, you know, does, it doesn't make it right, I guess, is I, what I'm what I'm getting at. I'm I'm struggling with something and I'll um, get your opinion on it. I know you, you might have something else to talk about, but I just want to get your opinion on oh, this. Please. Uh, both of your opinions on it. Um but um, I really believe in that um, you should choose who you want to do business with. And if you don't like one company for whatever reason, then just don't do business with them. Like, I don't, I'm not real big into, into I, I believe in clarity. And one of the things I'm struggling with is, as the older I get, is, you know, some of these, some of these web companies, these tech companies, they're just doing some shitty things. And they're really just taking advantage of people and they don't understand. And I, I'm not a regulation person is my point. Like, 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm the libertarian in me is just like you do you man and just just we'll all be we'll all be cool together and i can hear about your adventures and but um so i don't like saying that we need more regulation um but i gotta tell you the way some of these companies are working and the way uber handled some of their stuff and the way facebook handled this issue and they just hide behind this terms of service it's really pissing me off because most most average people do not understand it to the level that we do and right. never can understand those agreements even i bet if you took it to three attorneys only one of them could understand it yeah i i think and i think that they're you like you know that's that's by design um this it goes back to, like this goes back to what i was you know i i said about a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or so like these companies don't want to make it easier for you to block certain people. They don't want to make it easier for you to block certain advertisements and to hide certain pieces of your of your information and of your life from them because that's how they make their money. And they need to be able to track you. They need to be able to do this stuff uh, because that's that's how they work and that's how they make their money. And so like there's, you know, it goes back. I think I think that's just what it goes back to. It, it, it all loops back onto that, which is, you know, hey, we got to maximize profits at all costs. And, you know, they, they don't you know, a lot of these companies don't care about what they're doing to get there. I mean, tell the story without details, of course, of that vendor we're dealing with right now in the contract issue where, like, if you sell more of their product, you have to automatically create a new contract for all your other clients it's like right huh yeah that's shady that's super shady it it is that's they're taking blood from you like hold on a second and so i don't i mean i don't i mean you tell the story adam but it, it messes up the dates right yeah no 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 so so i mean you you said most of it there but basically there's a, a certain tier of, of of service on this contract that we're dealing with where every single time you add this particular tier a client of a particular size you um to do that you're essentially adding you're creating a new contract every single time you do that but the end customer isn't getting a new contract created and why should they like why should the fact that i bring on a client of you know of, of a particular size just because a client is of a particular size to a client that already exists like it would be like if somebody else got an uber ride from my building that i would have to pay for it in some way or i would be contractually obligated to it in some way it's just it's very it's very strange and and and, and again it exists because you know it's maximizing profits and it's oh, that's just the way our contracts work and it's silicon valley company and so our response to it was okay we now understand it and then we discontinued sale of that product right like we're not going to do this anymore like this is not a way to do business because your product your clients come and go you can't be locked into a new account i mean that contractually it was a nightmare to the point where there's not enough profits in that thing to make it worth it but but also it's too much to manage and it's just at the end of the day it's actually just really shitty so yeah. what's your so felton what's your opinion on my on my idea for a nutrition label for website uh, I, I yeah i think uh like terms of service like the nutrition label should actually have pages to it um, 
on the back of food instead of just having, you know, that small little box. Let's make it longer and put everything possible to make sure you protect yourself when you buy that product. Well, the company protects themselves. What do you, I don't know. I, I, I like the I like the idea of a condensed list of, you know, uh, tracks your usage, tracks your your location. Um, you know, that that kind of stuff on, on a Web page makes a whole lot more sense to me than, you know, um, you well, know, 50 pages of legalese that everyone just scrolls through. Like, that's all that's all anyone ever does. I And I only like. Like and most people don't even scroll through it um, as a matter of course. Most people just they go to click term, you know, check terms and service, and they only scroll through it if the website makes them scroll through it, as yeah. if that means that you read it. Because yeah, until the button actually lights up, and then you're like, okay, but moving on. But yeah, it's done to wear you down. It's like it's so much information that you're just like, okay, I'm not going to read all this. Um, well, so the, but my point is like you can get a browser to tell you if there's cookies tracking you and location tracking and that kind of stuff. But my point is right. like it needs to be a, a, a nutrition label that says, hey, here's what they're doing with your data. So they're going oh, to scrape this. They're going to. Right. I, I never, ever, ever forget this, this conversation I had. And it, it I heard a. a, a the, the person speaking on it the other day and it all came flooding back to me and it, it was it, what what it was was it was a firewall company that said that they wanted to collect data on on the box anonymized so that they could get reports over what malware and everything was tracking it, it, you know, it sounds like a good idea, right? Like, let's get data to see, hey, we've seen this virus a bunch of times today. So here's how many infections we've had. So it's supposed to be anonymized data over, like, uh, risks and malware and ransomware, okay? And I was getting a sales pitch, and I was, like, questioning it a little bit. And I said, well, but you know who it is. And they were like, no, it's all anonymized. He was like, it's so effective. And then later on in the conversation, like 20 minutes later, he's like, it's so effective that one time we were able to contact a customer and say, hey, we're seeing we're seeing a bunch of infections on your network. And I was like, well, then it's not anonymized. <laughs> yeah. And he was right. like, well, we have ways to find out. I'm like, there you go. And that's the problem. Either you oversold it because you thought that sounded good or. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> or you actually are not anonymizing it. You're just saying it. Right. Yeah, I'm sure there's a button that they can click on that automatically shows exactly what company uh, is being infected. So, yeah, it sounds great. But obviously, if you can find out which company is being affected, then, yeah, it's not anonymous. That's Yeah, it was such a hit home. It was such a... Uh, it makes me not ever want to submit those that sharing of the data. So it's very hard to uh, to understand the depths of it, and I'm sure we're not doing a great job of it in general. But I, I don't think that you could you could punctuate it enough when I say they're all tracking and selling your data for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I had a conversation with someone one time and they were, you know, going in on Facebook. And uh, so I asked them, you know, just about Gmail, like, well, do you have Gmail? Or what do you think about Google? And they're like, well, that's not the same thing. 
I'm like, what well, you, you really don't think Google's tracking you and selling your data as well? And he's like, no, no, I don't. I'm like, why would you not think that? They're not giving how, you. How could you not think that? Yeah, they're not. And I think it's because you, there's if it's a service that you value, you kind of, it's easier to lie to yourself. And yeah. By using that product instead of saying, no, they, they're, they're doing the same things. So I'm like, they're not giving you a free mailbox. Right. So everything I, has. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. No, I was just going to say everything has a cost. If someone's giving you a free mailbox, best believe they're doing something with your data. Yeah. I, I, I um, so the, the, the part of my debit card that always wears out first is the little top corner, is the top left corner. Um, it, it like splits there. I don't know if it's something about my wallet or how I sit or, you know, inserting it into the chip reader. That's, that's what wears out. And the other day, um, I saw a company, I'm not going to name names, um, but I saw a company online and what they do is they make metal versions of your debit card. And I was like, that's interesting. That would solve my problem. And I immediately knew in the back of my head, like, oh, that's horrible because I, I click on the site and they're like, here's how it works. Deactivate your card, send it to us in the mail. We move the chip and, and magnetic strip information over to the new card and then send it back. Then you can reactivate your card. And I'm reading this the whole time going like that is a horrific prospect <laughs> that somebody would do that. But here I am. I'm the schmuck that clicked the link because, hey, a metal debit card. <laughs> like, like, yeah. st- like even though I know like I know. I know that that's a horrible idea and that no one should ever do that. I was still for a split second. You know, even if that company is legit, all right, give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's such a shady proposition. Yes. So many people won't do it. Yeah. I think back to Felton's point, I think that we are a society of jersey wearers. And everyone has their browser of choice, their search engine. And people will defend that. Like, has Google's usage gone down since that movie on Netflix popped? No. Yeah. I mean, maybe DuckDuck has picked up some market share, but from what, Bing? I I mean, overall, the search market is bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that, and I... Not to get super psychological on it, but you're right, John, like on the, the, the Jersey side is um, and it's something I I work hard on in my life to, to, to try to not wear jerseys as much as I can um, to it, not not it, literally. But um, that. If if something is bad, right, like if if you're if you're a hardcore Google user, Felton, like what you were saying to, to your point and somebody. And, you know, you try to present them with information that like, hey, you know, Google is tracking all your all of your information and your whereabouts, et cetera, and what you buy. Um, They have to deny that because that means that they were wrong. Yes. And I think it's I think that's what I think that's what the issue is, is in general, we don't like the idea of being wrong. So and, you know, I had to realize I was wrong about Google and like and I've been 
you know, cutting myself off from them over the years and, 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 you know, changing my search engines and all that other kind of stuff. And, and, and I don't use my Gmail account anymore. Um, but yeah, people don't want, people just don't want to be wrong. They don't want to. And so I think that's where a lot of that comes from, but, um, yeah, you can be presented with that information and still turn it away. Yeah. I, I, and to follow up on that, I, I agree 100%. I, I think it's also back to the, I, I believe it was uh, Analytica. Who was the company that Facebook was working with um, back during the um, Cambridge Analytica? Yes. Uh, a lot of people, you know, said, oh, that's, that's gross. I'm going to, you know, delete my Facebook account. And they started talking about the tracking and, they, um, and just all the shitty things that Facebook w- were doing. But when you start talking about the, other platforms that they use that may also do the same things, then it became, you know, like, well, but I still use those. You know, I it's right. gonna be hard for me to get the job done if I if I get rid of all of those. So Facebook is the bad guy, but all of Facebook's cousins and relatives, I'll still they're all right. They're just not as bad as Facebook. So <laughs> I'll use them. Go out and create a new email address today. All right. You don't have to do this, but if anybody wants to test it, you can test it. You go out and create a new Gmail address and make it something just absurd. 16 random numbers and letters. It doesn't matter what it is. At gmail.com. Save it in your password manager. All right. Then go out and create a Facebook account. And then go out and sign up for conflicting, two conflicting or three conflicting websites, right? Sign up for a a paleo website and a vegan website, right? So those are conflicting because you can't be vegan and paleo at the same time. And then go create a Facebook account, all right? And then stop doing anything. Come back a week later, and I want you to see the emails that you have in your box that you didn't sign up for. Because you only sign up for those three things and look at the ads that Google is presenting you. And then you can prove capitalism and bias at the same time. What meaning that the, the the nature of the ads will be driven by what is in your email. Right? So it's a it's an interesting study to do that because your current email is way too tainted. There's valid stuff in there. Even if you think it's spam, it's related to something that you bought at some point, probably. It's not that random because they got your email address from somebody you did business with. But you do this test with a clean random email address, you will be you it will show people how your information gets leaked. It's every school should have a a way to do this. It only works on major free email servers, though. Like if you created your own, um, you wouldn't have the same example, but. The point is, you're going to see how your information is sold by by Google or by Facebook or whatever, because they're basing it off of the data that's in your email. They're selling you ads based off of what emails you receive. Well, right there, it means it's not private. Right. And the point of the conflicting websites is just to say which ads are displayed. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, of course it does. Yeah, it's 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 uh, trawling that information and it's, um, you know, pulling stuff to sell you from there. Of course. Yeah, it's worth so. It, so, uh, so um, 
the story I want to talk about is actually related to this. And so I'm, I'm torn here because I think if we dive into this, we'll go way over on our time. So I'm going to go ahead and break right now. And then we'll come back in a couple minutes and we'll dive in. Workforces are more spread out than ever before, and hackers are using this to their advantage. Social engineering attacks make up one-third of all data breaches. The only way to protect your organization is to know how susceptible you are. Let us help through targeted cybersecurity testing and training. Contact us today at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com to schedule your test. Again, that's 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. All right, we're back, everybody. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, the, 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 you'll, you'll see why I wanted to break when I did. Um, the story that I wanted to talk about this week um, just sort of lead us into a larger uh, conversation ties very well in what we are talking about earlier with the uh, tracking. Um, there was a, a school custodian. Uh, you guys might have, you might have seen this floating around out there because um, the story kind of got a little bit big. Uh, she refused to download a phone app that monitors her location, uh, claiming that it got her fired. Now, before we before we dive into this, um, um, I want to say unequivocally that we do not believe that software on from a company on your phone is inherently a bad thing. It's not. Uh, there's lots of multi-factor authentication applications out there, productivity applications out there. All that stuff is, is fine and well and good. But specifically, this application exists solely to track her location around the school at all times. Um, the, the application, it was, what was it? Felton, you, you read this too. Blip, is that what it was? Yes, it's a blip. So um, blip essentially sets up a geofence around a specific location and they can track not only if you enter or exit, but where you are inside of uh, inside of that geofence. Um, the school required everyone to, to install this app. Uh, this, this custodian said, no, that's dumb. I'm not doing that. And uh, she got fired two months later and the, uh, the refusal to install the app was actually included as part of the reasons for her termination. Um, so like this is this is sort of interesting uh, from from my perspective, because this is sort of like, you know, as we were talking about in the first half of the of, of the of the show today, that some of these applications, a lot of these applications track your location and, you know, um, you know, uh, for Ubers and stuff like that, like, uh, you know, my my wife and I would uh, we'd go out to a specific restaurant a couple of times, you know, two or three times in a row at the same at, on, the, on the same day. And all of a sudden, one week we weren't going to go. And I got this pop up ad from Uber like, hey, there's cars around that are ready for you. So like in that sense, it's tracking you as sort of a byproduct to what it's doing. This app, its only purpose is to track your location. And man, um, yeah, <laughs> I just I, I, I find it um, 
uh, I f find it actually kind of gross. Uh, the um, the uh, the Dion uh, is, is this uh, lady's name. Um, she says, "quote We're not thieves. We don't need an ankle monitor." Um, so yeah, I just wanted to get get What's your guys' thoughts. Did I miss? Or maybe I. I... I think they just they just wanted to make sure that she was continuing to work. Oh, because she's from home. No, 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 no like at school. school. Yeah. Like so, they could track what that she was going to all of, you know, the I guess various locations around the campus to clean and 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 do all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, basically, so that they can watch her as she moves through the halls and um goes to you know bathrooms or gymnasiums lunchrooms etc i got you have you heard of other places requiring tracking apps like this on personal devices i've i've not on personal devices but i have heard of some companies that very unsuccessfully rolled out like um uh different tracking methods like like we have our we have our, our key card right to get into the get into the office um that they would track like how long between key card to door to putting it on a like a pad on the desk where it would check the employee in at the desk and like hey you you know your pad let you know your key card left the pad at 1201 for your lunch break you didn't come back until 105 like stuff like that um and what are they you trying know. To, like what's the gain from this like what do they think they're going to get by micro tracking employees what do they think they're going to get like loyal employees oh <laughs> check I know I only got five minutes to use the bathroom every day so I got to do it you know at a specific time like or hold it <laughs> right i i mean that that's the thing is that these things have historically backfired over and over again um you know i don't know of you know i know i know there's a lot of uh activity tracking in um in logistics in warehouses um yes and depending on the the how much of the storage you believe for amazon apparently some of that's really bad in some of those warehouses um but there it makes a little bit more sense. Like we need to make sure that people are moving product. But like, yeah, like the idea that, you know, watch somebody move around the campus, like well, it doesn't matter if everything's clean. What does it what does it matter how many times she she visited this this gym or whatever? I, I from a company standpoint, I I could see them wanting to see how long it takes for them to clean a certain area. Say if they have, you know, um like five rooms they want to clean within a certain amount of time to see how long they spend in each room. Um, however, it's extremely intrusive. If they have like a, a mop or a cart or something like that, that they take with them. I, I don't know. Maybe I would feel a little bit better if that had a, a tracking system on it. It's still bad. But what if that room was filthy? What if that room was like really bad and it took it longer? Is she supposed to leave the room half clean because she's got to be on a clock all the time? There's no good that's going to come from this. No, no. This you could this say, oh well, Johnny didn't make it to the bathroom, so I, I, I it took me a while to clean up, you know, that room. <sighs> yeah, I, and and I think that's sort of 
that seems to be this woman's um, frustration with it is that she's she's being treated, um, you know, again, she she referred to it as an ankle monitor, like the idea that like like it, it, it like this kind of stuff. And this is why this is why I hate it. And this is why I don't think it works in most situations. Ninety nine percent of the uh, circumstances that um, it, it inherently says we don't trust you. Like that's that's inherently what they're saying. Yeah, they're definitely saying we don't trust you um, to do your job, even though we hired you. So we are going to fire on you the whole time. Um, I know it's done for a lot of delivery trucks. And say if you're, you know, like a plumber, you you know, you're using uh, a company truck that they will have. They either give you a tablet or something that you so that they can see where your truck is at all times. Right. How to make sure, you know, you're not doing odd jobs on the side or, you know. Yeah, I'm at work and you're over at Burger King, you know, taking a nap. Um, I think. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Meth? <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Taking oh, a nap, nap. Oh. at a Burger King. Um, but one of the problems I really see is, and she said it was, I saw what happened with companies being breached like Facebook um, and apps getting breached. And that's why she didn't want to put it on her phone, her personal phone. Oh, I see. I, I think if you allow trackers for some some businesses and not others, I think that's too selective for my comfort level. Um, like it's okay for plumbers, but not okay for teachers or not okay for cleaning staff. Like I, So I don't know that I, I agree with it at all. Um, if, if I'm, if my job is to fix a toilet and, you know, I have to take the interstate to get there and the interstate is backed up that day. So I get off at the next exit and I use ways to get me around it to the location. Um, I don't want to have to be questioned on that. You know, I shouldn't have to answer for everything I do. The client was taken care of. It's a person's rooms cleaned or not. Why can't we wait? Why can we focus on outcome-based things? So maybe that's a whole other kind of conversation. But like, I just don't agree with any type of tracking app for employees. Oh, I agree. Um, not to put uh, anyone on blast, but my wife works at a um, for CMS, and yes, she was. I believe she was late to work like three minutes, um, and the principal goes. Uh, yeah, a couple of people have parked their cars and they were three minutes late. And I just want to remind you that blah, 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 blah. And the frustration my wife had, like, I, I do my yeah. job well. I was right. three minutes late. I just <laughs> met. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that certain people get um for lack for lack of a better term, they kind of get off on that. Like that's they 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 want the tracking because they want to be like they view and maybe maybe this is a larger conversation, but I, I'm fine getting into some of it. Um, I think some people view uh, employees as simply assets and not like actual human beings and people like and. Um, feel like they sh they are owed that level of control over them 
Um, and that that's definitely what stuff like this this blip app is like. That's 100 percent what this what the school is trying to do. Like there's no there's no reason for it outside of that. Like, again, like, you know, logistics and stuff, uh, you know, they'll track uh, speed of, of of semi trucks and things like that for, you know, make sure they're staying safe and all that other kind of stuff. Like there's that. But yeah. This doesn't this does nothing. This does absolutely nothing but give someone a power trip. Yeah, I mean, driver detection systems to make sure that driver isn't driving too much or falling asleep at the wheel or monitoring if he's swerving out of lanes and stuff. That's a completely different. Scenario. Oh, yeah. It's that's safety. That's that. I mean, in, in tracking a package, like I get all that. But, you know, but I mean, I would be honest with you. Maybe I'm a hypocrite. Tell me if I'm wrong. But when I order pizza from Domino's, I like that I can track the driver to see how close he is in my neighborhood. You were just reading my mind because I was about to bring that up. <laughs> like, I do like the convenience of seeing, like, okay, my pack, you know, they're three stops away. He's a couple of streets over. So they're definitely convenient. <laughs> now, I know he's probably, or, you know, the driver's probably thinking, damn it. But yeah. that business is specifically for that. Like, their job is, I don't know. I don't think yeah. I'd have to think that through. I don't like being a hypocrite, but as I've said on here before, I reserve the right to be a hypocrite. <laughs> um, I don't know that you should track you should track the package, not the driver. I guess with FedEx, I guess that's why I would I would land on it. I should be able to track the pizza, not the person. Right. I don't even right. know who the person is. You know, B- you know, Billy left ten minutes ago. Okay. Well. <laughs> it's been, I don't, I don't it's care. Been what Forty is. minutes, and <laughs> Billy got lost. Yeah, no, like tracking food is, I to me, that's that's different because, like, that's like you guys are saying, like, like okay, it's it's ten minutes away. I've got time to hop in the shower real quick, like, or you know, if, I mean, it's food. Like, you're planning dinner. That's that's a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I want to know where the food is. I don't need to know where a person is. Can you see like like Geo watch the the driver from like Domino's and stuff? Uh, so you could for a while you could see where the car was. Now they just tell you like he's approximately five minutes away. I okay, think. I only go ahead. Yeah, so now they just tell you how far away he is, but not his physical actual location. Okay. Yeah, I just I just have the simple, you know, order received cooking final prep out for delivery that's that's all i get he's on your lawn he's walking for you <laughs> <laughs> your doorstep he's <laughs> your pizza's still hot yeah neighbor's, the neighbor's dog attacked him going back to store for new pizza <laughs> it's less now, last time <laughs> if, if in addition to tracking where it was it could tell me the temperature of the pizza that is a level of technology that i am on board with Yes. Yeah, yeah. Round the curve. If we're going to track everything, let's just do it. If the temp drops, send it back. Don't even knock on my door. But yeah, I, 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 back to the story though, I, it has to be frustrating for someone to say, yes, we, we looked at your qualifications. You'd be a great fit for our company, but we don't trust you. Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. And, and, and yeah, like I was saying earlier, like that, that that's that's just a level of power trip that I just I can't get on board with. 
So, but yeah, yeah. I just I I will say my favorite part of this story though is uh, what this uh, this type of software is referred to. It's called tattleware, and I just I love that phrase. It's just inherently demeaning, and it's great. It's one hundred percent what it is, and and it's perfect. It's just the perfect perfect turn of phrase for that. It's you know, a spyware stuff's been around though. I mean, there's apps you can install on your spouse's phone and stuff that tracks them and does the same thing. Right. Right. Oh, they call it a low jack. That's why a lot of people were getting caught. How did I get caught? I was cheating, but I don't know how my wife found out. She put a low jack on your car. Come on, she's just gotta pull the shaggy and say it wasn't me. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> me. Finally admitted it this year. <laughs> 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 all right it was me it was me the whole time hey he he made enough money that he's finally like okay i'm, I'm gonna come clean now <laughs> Song Wait, was it was me did he, did he really i believe there was a commercial it was part okay. of a yeah i believe it was part of a commercial or he might have did like an instagram post where he just joked on it and he was like yeah it was me uh, <laughs> i'm gonna come clean now <laughs> Man, man had his 15 minutes, so good for him. Was that his only hit? Yes. Yeah. It resonated because how many one-hit wonders do you remember their name? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And how many years later, like, is It Wasn't Me still, like, part of the collective culture? It's so weird. It's been, like, 20 years since that song came out. Yeah, or longer. It's an old song. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if it's better to have like a great long career with a bunch of hits or just have that one hit. Just that one song. You don't got to do as much work. You come out, you might do about three or four songs, but that one song is such a hit that it just can carry you for the rest of your life. I, I, I'm always curious of why they go away, though. Like, uh, why couldn't he come up with another one? And Adam, you, you're, you're a music expert, right? So like, why does that happen? Um, Last night we were talking about uh, Sugar Ray. Um, yeah, he just went away. He said, "Let's stop making music." I think uh, there's uh, there, there's a, a phenomenon. There's the sophomore slump in in music where uh, you see like a lot of artists and bands they'll come out with this this incredible album out of the gate, and then their second album is garbage because. Or, or not, gar- not necessarily garbage, but it's nowhere near as good. And, and, and it's true even for bands that end up having very long, very successful careers, where the second album's like, ah, oh, you know, you kind of skip this one. Because what happens is, is you spent ten years writing your first album. Someone finally discovers you. They get you in a recording booth. You record it. It does great. You go on tour around the world for eight months, and then it's like, hey, you signed a record contract, and uh, you owe us another album in four months. And it's like, wait, what? Um, and so you, you end up having to rush it. And I, and, and I don't know if Shaggy even put out a second album. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's, uh, that happens to a lot of artists where they just, they, like, like I said, they, they had 10 years to write their first record and that's, you know, they might've had, you know, um, it's actually happened to the Ramones. Like they had like, you know, dozens of songs but they only had so many of them on their first album um because some of those other ones had just completely fallen out of their live rotation they weren't playing them because they didn't think they were as good um so 
Uh, I, I'll bring it back to sports because that's always a good analogy. Um, but I think it's like when you, you get a team together and they win a championship and it's like they had the perfect balance of like role players, superstars, coaching, uh, front office. And then they can never recapture that energy again because whether someone leaves in the coaching or in the front office or um, you, you know, you, use a, you lose a role player, whether it's just a songwriter or someone that was part of the band or was around the band a lot that, you know, helped push them and gave them, you know, a certain amount of energy. And it's just really hard to recapture that magic a second time around. Uh, and there's no pressure. It's like, okay, you have to make an album that's better than the first one. We, we are all going to have to eat crow, gentlemen. I, I pulled up uh, Shaggy's uh, Wikipedia page. Um, he's got like a dozen albums, guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All covers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all just It Wasn't Me remixed yeah. over and over again. <laughs> it was her. It was him. It was <laughs> Yeah, you were the one hit one. No, it wasn't me. I've had like twelve. <laughs> you Good guys, for him. It was you. You just stopped listening to me. <laughs> Good for him, man. He kept on trucking. He probably hates that song. But. Oh, you know. But it's one of those things like, uh, who's the guy from The Office that you said does not like his character? Um, oh, um, Rain Wilson. He He hates it when people refer to him as Dwight. Okay, well, he it's his fault. Yeah, it is. I'm sure Mark Hamill hates it when he's called Luke Skywalker, but you never really saw him in anything else, did you? Um, he, he's, the, he's the voice of the Joker in most of the Batman animated stuff. Well, there you go. Yeah. By the way, did you know Dwayne Johnson is the voice of Optimus Prime in uh, the new Transformers? No. Yeah. Wait, what, which new one? Like, is Transformers there Prime. They didn't. They didn't get what's his name, because that that other guy had been doing Optimus's voice since, um, since it started. What other guy? I can't remember the the, the voice actor's name, but he's he had been he had been doing Optimus's voice for everything since the first uh, cartoon. I am ninety percent sure that 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 was not that was Dwayne Johnson's voice. Although it's not reflected in the IMDb, I'm telling you. <laughs> is this is this your uh, Sylvester Stallone um, predator? Is are you gonna have to have that moment? Oh Lord. Or <laughs> well, I, I had I had to apologize in the next episode for saying that Rocky IV became predator. Yeah. yeah. Are you saying this is my moment? This, it might, this might be your moment. I'm yeah. telling you, it sounded just like him. We're going to watch it at lunch today. All okay. <laughs> we'll take a poll. We're going to watch Dwayne Johnson or listen to Dwayne Johnson as Optimus Prime. I'll just have you, I wouldn't have to watch it. I'll just play the sound clip. Maybe felt okay. we, could, we could bump that in and out. So. Yeah. He, he actually, his show is pretty good too. Young Rock. Yeah. Ha. No, I'm sorry. I was close. He is the voice of Cliff Jumper. Really? Oh, okay. So I wasn't actually watching this show, but I was listening to Landon watch the show. So, so I was close, people. He was in that one episode in 2010 that Landon watched. 
There you go. We can't get the piano apology. No, no, we did it too early. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna call it. We have we have steered steered way clear of cybersecurity, but um, uh, Optimus Prime has probably got some serious firewalls built in. There we go. I pulled it back around. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you have any comments or questions, uh, or you know, uh, things that The Rock has been in that you want to tell us about, um, you can send them to podcast at jscmgroup.com. Again, that's podcast at jscmgroup.com. Um, Shaggy, we're sorry for dunking on you, man. I know you're a, you're a hard listener, and we really appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>